of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones here to discuss issues of worship, theology, and culture. Uh, Last week, I said something incorrect um, because plans have changed. I was going to talk about a music-related topic, but my plans have changed, and I am talking about a worship-related topic instead. Um, And this is something that has been in my heart recently, uh, particularly in the past few years, and that is the issue of communion, the Lord's Supper. Um, and, and I want to ask you a question. How often should we observe communion? <laughs> that is something that uh, we as worship leaders, uh, probably most worship leaders have thought about or discussed at some point. It's commonly referred to as the Lord's Supper, communion, or even the Eucharist or the Great Thanksgiving in some contexts. The word Eucharisto means Thanksgiving. Um, in the Baptist church that I'm a part of, we typically refer, refer to it as the Lord's Supper. This is one of two ordinances in the church, the other being baptism. And so it should be considered a serious and sacred act of worship. I recently had a conversation with another worship leader who said to me that the Lord's Supper is not an act of worship. I I was stunned, to say the least. If communion is not an act of worship, what is it? Uh, So contrarily, it's not only an act of worship, it's also a vital sacred act of fellowship in the body of Christ. And so to to neglect the Lord's Supper is to disobey Christ's institution of and command to partake in it. Some um, traditions employ what's called Maundy Thursday, the Thursday before Easter. And it is uh, many things. It is a remembrance of the institution of the Lord's Supper. The Latin word mandi um, means command. And so it could be command Thursday. Christ has commanded us to partake in the Lord's Supper. Doubtlessly, believers should prioritize the Lord's Supper. And so a good question is this. How often should a church observe the Lord's Supper? There are varying opinions on this matter. Discuss, discuss this with different Christians. You're going to get different answers. Different traditions, different answers. Uh, communion was a crucial aspect of my doctoral study, so I want to give you some thoughts that I have regarding the interval between a church's Lord's Supper or communion observances. The first thought I have on this is that there is no specified interval of time in Scripture. Try as we may, there is not a biblical prescription for how often a church should observe the Lord's Supper. The command Christ gave is to take communion in remembrance of Him until He returns. Um, Apostle Paul gives us that, that instruction in 1 Corinthians 11. If we're not careful, we could grow prideful in our observance of the Lord's Supper as if how often we observe this sacred act indicates our spirituality above churches who may not observe it as as often. And so this is certainly one end of the spectrum on which we should not aspire to be and grow prideful because we do it more. Um, To claim that a weekly or any other interval of time for that matter 
Uh, Lord's Supper is specific is a specific command is to effectively add to Scripture, and so we should be mindful to observe communion in a worthy manner, but not use it as an instrument of pride. Second thought I have on this is that um, this may surprise some people. The early church observed communion each week. Okay. Uh, So in stark contrast to the prideful approach I just discussed, we should never neglect communion. Again, there's not a biblical prescription for um, an interval of time, but the early church, and really the church throughout the centuries, observed communion on a weekly basis. And I am not just talking about the Catholic Church. Even after the Reformation, Protestant churches uh, observed it on a weekly basis. Uh, The historic order of worship, the pattern of worship throughout the centuries, up until the last few centuries, has been a fourfold pattern. Uh, It consisted of the gathering, the word, the table, or the Lord's Supper, and the sending. Gathering, word, table, sending. Where most current Protestant traditions would consider the sermon to be the pinnacle of the worship service, historically, there really wasn't a pinnacle or a most important part. In other words, the Lord's Supper was of equal importance to all other aspects, including the sermon. And that's one of my goals as a worship leader, is that the worship service is all-encompassing. Everything involved is equally important. Um... From the early church until around the 19th century, the Lord's Supper really was a weekly part of Christian worship in most contexts. Some have argued even that communion occurred each day in the early church based on their breaking bread each day in Acts 2.46. But the language there really does not necessarily imply communion, but really a general, uh, general meal of fellowship together. But communion, nonetheless, has been vitally important throughout the church's history, whether from an ordinal or a sacramental tradition. The weekly observation of communion is not a new idea, and it shouldn't be considered wrong or meaningless ritual when early Christians practiced Holy Communion on a weekly basis during their corporate worship gatherings. This is not a new idea, and it's not just a Catholic idea. There are Protestant traditions, and I come from a Baptist tradition. There are even Baptist churches that observe the Lord's Supper weekly, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with it. Uh, For someone to say that it is wrong is effectively to add to Scripture. Again, to say that it is wrong not to observe it weekly is to add to Scripture. To say that it is wrong to observe it weekly is to add to Scripture. A third thought I have is really a question And this is one that people um, often ask, and I hear this. Doesn't the act of communion or sacred or or the Lord's Supper, doesn't it mean less the more often we observe it? This is a pushback, a form of pushback that I hear often when you're discussing how, how often to do the Lord's Supper. Doesn't it become meaningless if we observe it weekly? The short answer is no, absolutely not. We utilize many aspects of of worship weekly. Let me give you an example. Sermons, congregational singing, prayers, scripture readings. If the logic is that it becomes meaningless the more we do it, then why not get rid of everything else we do weekly? Additionally, 
if it does become meaningless, the issue is not with the act itself, but with the individual participating. Ritual has never been wrong in and of itself. In fact, if a sacred act of worship becomes mere ritual to an individual or a group of individuals, a local church, it could be that those believers should examine their own hearts rather than assume that the act is the problem. The Lord's Supper is a very good thing. And if it's becoming meaningless, it is your issue, not the act itself. Personally, churches which I've worshipped in uh, that have held communion most reverently have been the ones who observe it most often. That's been my experience. The churches I have gone to that hold communion, observe communion more often have usually been the ones that uh, hold it to a a higher reverence than uh, churches who do not. And so the concept of an act becoming less important the more it is observed is, is just bad logic. If that's the principle, then we should not assume that a routine act is bad in and of itself. We should instead examine our own hearts so that the Lord's Supper is perpetually realized in our lives and churches as a vital part of the worship experience. And the last thought I have on this is another question. It, the Lord's Supper is one of two ordinances of the church, the other being baptisms. Uh, baptism. So why not observe it more? <laughs> we shouldn't be asking ourselves, how can we observe it less? Why not observe it more? In matters of corporate worship, we, we often ask the wrong questions. So one that I, all, I get quite often is, um, do you really need that for worship? And normally they're talking about something like lights or technology or electric guitars or something. Well, the answer is no, but there's a lot of things that we use in corporate worship that you don't need. You don't need a piano. You don't need pews. You don't need a building. There are many things. You don't need an air conditioning. Should we just get rid of those because you don't need them? I don't think that's that's what we need to do. We often ask the wrong questions. And so while we might not ask why we... Uh, While we might ask why we observe the Lord's Supper so often, we should instead ask ourselves why we do not observe it more. Because it's not a bad act. It's a holy and a sacred act. And my guess is that believers would not complain about the ordinance of baptism each week. If people were being baptized each week, I don't think people would complain about that. I know they wouldn't in my context. So why would we dare complain about the Lord's Supper each week? Um... Uh, There are those, and I I would tend to agree with this, that would consider baptism and the Lord's Supper to be two manifestations of one ordinance, namely Jesus Christ. In other words, baptism is Christ realized, and the Lord's Supper is Christ remembered. Uh, The same could also be be said in sacramental traditions. Um, What I mean by, if you're familiar with sacraments and and ordinance... um, I say ordinance, that's what most Baptists would say, it's an ordinance. Uh, What I mean by that is it was ordained or instituted by Jesus Christ, whereas a uh, sacrament is um, an act that imparts grace, and I don't believe that. Um, Either way, communion is a corporate act, it is a sacred act. Uh, the other thing I would say about that is that since it is a corporate act, it should not be observed uh, between a couple at a wedding uh, or in a youth camp meeting or anything like that. 
It is a corporate act. It is to be observed as a local church. And so while there's no prescribed interval of time between its observances, there really is great historical and spiritual substance for the Lord's Supper's weekly observances. Uh, And there is evidence, biblical evidence, that uh, even in Scripture they observed it weekly. Um, But certainly in the early church. Um, A good book I would recommend is called the Didache. And it is a um, sort of a prescription of um, how to observe worship practices in the early church. And uh, you can find an English translation of it online. Um, it is a good, good tool to use to see how the early church, the patristic era specifically, um, worshipped. What's what things did they do specifically in baptism and the Lord's Supper? Um, one thing is clear: they were observing the Lord's Supper on a weekly basis, and it's of vital importance. The Lord's Supper. But many churches neglect the importance of the Lord's Supper. And while there's no prescribed interval between its observances, there is historical, there's biblical, and there's spiritual substance for it to be observed. But no matter what a local congregation decides, to neglect the Lord's Supper or its importance is to effectively deny Christ's command to partake in remembrance of Him. Why would we not consider this to be an important ordinance or sacrament of the church. Uh, Again, I say ordinance, but whatever tradition you come from, why would you not see it as a vitally important aspect? The Lord's Supper, communion. Maybe we ask the wrong questions. Maybe we need to be looking at how important it is rather than what we can do to observe it less. Thanks for listening. Um, Just a word I am taking a break for the summer, um, except for maybe some periodic posts, but I will not be um, uh, posting and uploading a podcast every week as I have been doing, and I will start back uh, in the fall, maybe August or September-ish, somewhere around there. Uh, But thanks for listening, and I I do sincerely hope that what I say helps and benefits you um, and that this is edifying to the church. Uh, So thanks for listening to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones.